Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. The Eagles won preseason game number two today. Yes, they were winners, 21-20. And this was more so what we all thought it would be. The Eagles had joint practices this week. They they practiced with the Browns on, what was it, um, Thursday and Friday. None of the starters played. None for Cleveland, none for Philadelphia. It was the second string to start the game. But the one thing you were able to see, especially with the Eagles offense, was Boston Scott. Boston Scott recently had a concussion. He has come back. He had an excellent opening drive. It was literally the Boston Scott drive. He, I believe, touched the ball 10 or 11 times on the drive. Scored the touchdown. Um, second series, it was the Kenny Gainwell drive. So, um you know, you could take that for what it's worth, that Boston Scott played before Kenny Gainwell. I don't know if that means that Boston Scott has replaced Kenny Gainwell in terms of being the backup running back, but um, both guys looked really good. And I know Gainwell hasn't had, quote-unquote, the best training camp, but the pads were on, the hits were real, and he looked pretty good today. Uh, other guys that look good, uh, Gardner Minshew. With the exception of his very last pass, Gardner Minshew, I thought, played a really good game. I mean, took us right down the field. I know a lot of it was run-based, but, I mean, there was a lot of RPOs in there, too, and he was making the correct decisions until the last play that he tossed. It should have been a pick six. It really should have been. But um, Gardner definitely, you know, early in training camp when you had the the whole, oh, my gosh, is Gardner going to be the guy? Maybe Reed Sinek could push Gardner Minshew. Well, that's over. Uh, that's been over. That it, it's almost foolish to think back and think that that was actually a possibility because Gardner Minshew is about one hundred times more advanced. Um, another guy on offense. Let's let's just go through the whole offense of people I thought actually represented themselves well. You know, we talked about Scott Gainwell Minshew. Let's go to the offense line. We'll start with Cam Jurgens. Cam Jurgens is clearly the real deal. I mean, it, it is, he is not a flash in the plan, uh, pan here. He did not just, you know, have that lucky first game, whatever. No, Cam Jurgens is absolutely for real. And it actually shocks me now. The more you watch him play, just like Creed Humphrey last year for, uh, for Kansas City, another center. We got a center in the second round, but we moved him to left guard, and that's Landon Dickerson. But um, these guys could play. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Dickerson should never have been a second-round pick. The only reason he was in the second round was because he had an injury history. Creed Humphrey, though, shouldn't have been a second-round pick, clearly. He could play at an elite level. Cam Jurgens has shown that, too, and it's like, how were these guys not picked in the first round? I know center isn't the, you know, the, the, the sexy position in the NFL, but my goodness, th- this guy has, literally, you're watching him going, this guy's going to probably be an all-pro. Like, you watch Cam Jurgens two preseason games in, and you think, he has all pro type potential. It's incredible. It's unbelievable that the Eagles were so fortunate. You know what I mean? We kept waiting. Who's going to be the heir apparent to Kelsey? Because every year, you know, Jason's closer to retirement. Is he going? Is he not? Is he coming back? Is he not? Is he not? And you know, we thought, okay, maybe it's going to be Siamalu. You pick Dickerson. Now we all think, okay, it's going to be Dickerson. Well, he goes to left guard. Then they pick Cam Jurgens, and they're like, no, it is. They they flat out tell you, no, this is the guy who's going to take over and. It is clear and obvious as to why. Another guy, how about Andre Dillard? Andre Dillard, like, people like to rag on Andre Dillard because obviously he didn't live up to what you had hoped when you picked him in the first round in 2019. I get that, and that's that's fair and that's obvious. But to sit here and say that Andre Dillard is like 
some type of joke as a football player would be just a lie. Yeah, he had a problem getting injured, you know what I mean? Yeah, he wasn't, like I said, he's not an all-pro at left tackle, but he could play. Like, if he has to play for us this year at left tackle, we're not going to be in trouble. The season's not going to be over. I mean, is he as good as Jordan Mailata? Of course not. But he is, there are, there's no way there's 20 guys at left tackle in the NFL better than him. I mean that. He's put on size. He actually was run blocking. That was the most impressive part of his game today. Like him and Jack Anderson occupied the left side, and they were left side strong side today. And um, it, it was it was it was fun to watch, and it was fun to watch Andre Dillard actually show this like growth. Because remember this. I know people might not think, oh well, why would Andre Dillard be working so hard? Because he knows he's not going to get the job over my lot, and that's true. But he's looking for a job next year somewhere, probably. Maybe a team to come calling the Eagles. And if you thought his trade value was going down, this preseason has upped it. and It's definitely upped it. Because if a team's traded for him, the Eagles are not... There's no way I'm giving him away. I want to be blown away by a trade for him. I'm sorry. I want to be blown away. There's no way I'm giving him away. He's just too valuable. Especially at that position. Another guy in the offense line I liked was Jack Anderson. I th- See, I personally think Jack Anderson is better than Sua Peta. I don't even think it's that close. And Jack Anderson has versatility because he can play center as well. I am telling you, there's no way that I'm watching this thing, when I watch this team play that I think that Jack Anderson shouldn't be on this team over Sua Peta. He could play center competently. He could play guard. And, and the important thing about this is on game days, right? Which is going to be interesting with the Eagles do with their actives and inactives because, like, yes, Cam Jurgens is there to replace Kelsey if he gets hurt. But if you could have Jack Anderson be an active on game day and, let's say, Andre Dillard and Jack Driscoll, because that's what you would do, well, okay, you have a guy who could play the right side of the offensive line in Driscoll. You have a guy who could play left tackle in Dillard. I mean, ideally, he could. I guess he could play left guard. He's been cross-trained, but... We've never seen it. I would rather have Anderson up than Jurgens, simply for the fact that he could play center, and then he absolutely could play the guard spots. Then, clearly, if Kelsey was going to have to miss time, Jurgens would go in to be the center. The only thing that sucks about that is Jurgens would be wearing street clothes during games, and you just hate that because it's just it takes that player out of being ready to play football, which is another reason why I absolutely despise inactives. Now, at the skill positions, we already talked about the running backs, like I said. How about Deion Kane, man? How about Deion Kane? Deion Kane had himself a game today. Yeah, he had the one drop there at the end. I mean, that one kind of sucked. It was a hard throw. It was kind of like the one he had dropped last week. Over the shoulder, like, it was a shame that it wasn't completed. But, my man, this guy made some plays today. He made more plays today than Jalen Rager's made. You know what I mean? That's why this argument about Jalen Rager, and it's just like, it does blow my mind. Like, Rager played today again, nothing stood out. I, I just don't, listen, I, I get it. I understand the dream about a first-round pick. You want to find it. Like, it's just not going to happen here. And I don't think there's that much to find with Jalen Rager. Can he be a little bit better? Sure. He absolutely could be a little bit better. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, there's just no way you're going to sit there and tell me with a straight face that a guy like Deion Kane hasn't outperformed Jalen Rager this preseason. 
And this leads me to another wide receiver who I actually thought was going to be, you know, preseason. I thought this guy was going to be on the team. I thought he was going to fill our kick and punt return ability or uh, duties here. Um, was Britton Covey? And I mean, listen, it, it's so unfair to Britton Covey to sit there and say like he's had no production, which he has. Obviously, he hasn't had production. I mean, I don't know how many opportunities for production, though, this guy's really truthfully had. He sparingly played with Minshew today. And when he's out there, he's playing with Reed Sinet. And I'm sorry, Reed Sinet? Like, uh, there's people arguing that maybe you should keep him. Oh, he's got a big... Like, no. There is no way Reed Sinet should stay on this active roster at the end of this. If they want to bring him back on the practice squad, that's fine, him and Carson Strong. Because, by the way, I don't know what they're doing with Strong, except blatantly trying to hide him now, which is whatever. If it works, it works good for them. But, I mean, he's getting no reps at all. Like, he finally got on the field for a series today. I was stunned. I thought he was going to get the whole second half. No, he got a series. But um, a series, by the way, in which we were just running the clock. But back to Britton Covey, it's like, he, had, he didn't get any chances to return punts today. He returned one kick to start the game. So it's like he, we're sitting here going, oh, well, Britton Covey hasn't done anything. Well, of course he hasn't done anything. He hasn't been given an opportunity to really do something. That's what's disappointing. I'm not disappointed so much in the player because, again, the player can't help it. It's just been disappointing that we haven't been able to see more from Britton Covey. But the wide receiver battle here, it's its its interesting. You know what I mean? Like, remember John Hightower? I mean, this guy was a fifth-round pick a couple years ago. Obviously, he's nowhere close to the conversation of making this team. He played today. You know, uh, it, it's just crazy. Like, Greg Ward hasn't even played this preseason. He's been hurt, which is obviously not good for him. And his, you know, prospects of making the team. But, I mean, ideally, I think the Eagles want to keep five receivers. Like I said, Covey could be six if they think he can help on specials. But, I mean, I, I don't envision a scenario that they keep Deion Kane and Jalen Rager. So if it comes down to one or the other, I could tell you this right now, that the plan would be we hopefully could trade Jalen Rager. And I would be up to do that because I have no qualm about having Deion Kane on this team over Jalen Rager. I don't see any issues with that whatsoever. Now, who else? Who else was, you know, quote-unquote impressive in offense? And it's like, that's kind of it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, wait, there was that one guy, the track star, Devin Allen. So, Devin Allen, again, speaking of Covey, like Covey, hasn't been given many opportunities. But Devin Allen went deep today. And he showed everybody why he is just a world-class sprinter. Because he ran a great route. It was a fantastic route he ran. A nice double move, got behind the defense, and once he got behind him, he was gone. Tracked the football nice. It was it was the best throw Sinet's made all preseason. Put it on him, caught it in the end zone, fifty five yard touchdown. Now I know people instantly thought, oh well, does Devin Allen? Clearly, Devin Allen is very low on on their depth chart. But I could see a situation where you know, but again. They probably want to sneak Devin Allen back on the practice squad. The thing is, when you show off speed like that, in this league, you know, you can't coach speed. 
So you, the teams get interested, and, and they really, and I understand why, and they'll want to go and say, you know, hey, maybe we'll just take a chance on this guy. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll, maybe we can find a spot for him. Maybe we could turn him into this. We could turn him into that because, you know, hey, he's got the speed. So it's going to be a risky play, but, yeah, I, I mean, do I think this helped Devin Allen's chances to make this team? No, he's not going to make the team. But, I mean, it, it definitely showed that this guy has something that, you know, 99% of this league doesn't have, and it's just breakaway speed. You get in a foot race with Devin Allen, you're losing. So, yeah, he is a great project. But, again, he's also 26 years old. He hasn't played football in six years. So it's like, yeah, he's a project. But, I mean, you kind of want to speed the project up because, you know, how long is he going to have elite speed? You know what I mean? A couple more years? Okay, well, we don't want to waste him when I'm on a practice squad. doing. You know what I mean? Like, you want to get him out there. But it was cool. It was cool to see Devin Allen. Good for him. I'm talking about the offense, though, but that's really the only bright spots from this game because the defense was abysmal. They were abysmal on defense today. That was a horrible effort. You know, where was Jordan Davis? He played. Uh, no impact. Which is concerning, you know what I mean? We got all pumped up about that first game, but... There was no impact from Jordan Davis today. N'Kobe Dean didn't have any impact, which isn't good. Now, to be fair, they're, it's Gannon playing some base BS defense. But I was very disappointed in Davion Taylor. I thought he played in a... Like, he was he was beat today a lot. You know what I mean? Like, even the Dobbs play where he scored that touchdown on the fumble, it's like Taylor was nowhere to be found to fill that gap. That was supposed to be Davion Taylor's play, and he just was nowhere to be found. Now, there were a couple guys on defense I thought did stand out a little bit. Reed Blankenship for one. I think Reed Blankenship's been really good at safety. I really do. I, I, I'm i starting to believe that like he has a legitimate chance to make this team. He's always around the ball. He has great ball instincts. And another guy who played, and he played like the whole game almost, was Jaquiski Tart. And I'm telling you this right now with Tart. Tart is a better football player than Anthony Harris. I have no doubts. I have no doubts after watching this today. I, I like Tart more. I saw Tart all over this field today. I mean, I know people can sit there and say what they want about Tart, but it's like this guy started for the 49ers, a team that was going to go to the Super Bowl if he caught a pop fly in the fourth quarter of last year's NFC Championship game. Like, I mean, I get it. I, I know he, he wasn't adjusting to the scheme or all that stuff, but it's like he's a hitter. I want Tart on this team. I think they'd be fools to cut Chiquisky Tart. And then at corner, you know, Job had a couple plays where he'd probably want him back, but Josh Job is showing more and more why he is, like, he's getting really close to making this a lock to make this team. He really is. I told everybody, I said, if you were going to do a contest with these corners, I, I and nobody was talking about Job. It's like, I feel like I was the only one saying, like, I think Job's the got the best chance all i heard was ty gowan or oh mac mccain all the like thinking guys we're doing a month-long competition and one guy played at alabama and started there for multiple seasons he's not going to be afraid of this moment and here we are and people are acting surprised he started alongside patrick sertan think about that you know, what do you think he didn't learn something? By the way, you think he wasn't thrown at a bunch? 
He definitely got working because they weren't throwing at Sertan in college. You know, he was on the same teams as Trayvon Diggs. You know, like, he comes from, like, a good pedigree of players there. So to think that this guy didn't pick up some techniques or learn how to play a little, he knows what he's doing. You know, Kyron Johnson's been disappointing. For the great athleticism he uh, provides, sixth-round pick, you know what I mean? You thought, okay, this guy's going to be the guy with uh, Hassan Reddick, and it's nothing to be seen, and... Patrick Johnson's actually flashed more. He was the, what was he, a sixth-round pick last season or seventh-round pick? And he got hurt today, so I hope he's all right. But it's good. Let me tell you this. The depth on defense is very concerning. It is because, like, we saw today, they got destroyed. Josh Dobbs looked like, literally, like Steve Young out there. They made Josh Dobbs look like Steve Young. Their defensive effort today was was pathetic. But the more concerning part is there was just nobody out there making any type of plays. Like, it, nobody stood out to me on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Shashray had a, pl a chance there on that blitz early in the game, and he couldn't take Dobbs, and then he went for 30-some yards, and you saw Taylor come over, and he could have stuck Dobbs, and that's what part of these rules are, because I think he thought he was going out of bounds. He didn't want to hit him and just get a penalty, and it's like it causes you to light up, and then he just runs for 20 more yards. That's the problem with these penalties nowadays. Sometimes these rules, and I get the the meaning behind the rules, but it's like when stuff like this happens, it's just it's a shame because it makes the player look really bad. That was pretty much it from this game, you know? I mean, I, I would sit there and say, finally, at the last is, I, I don't trust Sipas as a punter. I mean, he had some moments today, but, like, it, I just don't trust him at all as a punter. And it, again, it blows my mind that the Eagles are so all in on Jake Elliott being a good kicker that they are just punting, you know, no pun intended, the punter position. It's crazy. going to pause here for a brief moment. When I come back, we're going to talk about the, the trade market out there and things that I would do, things I wouldn't do. But I do have a quick word here first from Anchor. Speaking of trades, let's talk about the trade that actually just happened and the player that played for the Eagles today, Hugo Amadi. And let me tell you this about Hugo Amadi. Um, he showed that he's definitely in the conversation to make this team because he has versatility. He could play safety. He could play slot corner, which he played today. Um, the good thing about Hugo Amadi is, like I said, um, he's also a very, very, very good special teams player. But I will say this. It does help his chances to make this team today that Josiah Scott went down, which sucks. You don't want to see any injury, and you got to hope he's all right. But Josiah Scott did get dinged up, and that's not good. Because Josiah Scott had probably turned himself into a lock with the way he'd been playing. This defense, I mean, I know people want to make the, these trades on offense. Like, you know what I mean? Kareem Hunt. That's the name today. Oh, you know, everybody wants Kareem Hunt. And it's like, we don't need Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I'd love if Cleveland wants to give him to the Eagles. Sure, heck yeah, I'd take Kareem Hunt in a heartbeat. 
But I mean, I, and again, I'm not sitting here saying the Eagles shouldn't be looking at upgrading at running back. Sanders is, you know, hurt again. You know, Scott is in, in Gainwell could play. But it is nice to get a guy who could just get physical through the hole. Sure. Not that Scott can't, but he's just on the smaller side. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to them upgrading the team by going to get a guy like Kareem Hunt. But I'm not trading Andre Dillard for him in no way, shape, or form. And you have to understand that. I mean, like, there's people out there that want the Eagles to maybe try to trade for Roquan Smith. I'm like, we're going to trade for a linebacker? If the Eagles are making any trade for a position now, it's safety. That's it. That's where they see the biggest hole on the team. Running back might be up there on offense, but I'm telling you this right now. And not even running back, just like tight end potentially could be up there. But the number one is safety. So all these hypothetical trades, it, it is wild. Like everybody just thinks Dillard because he's on in the last year. And it's like the goal this year is to win the Super Bowl. You don't win the Super Bowl by making your roster just worse because you think a guy potentially may not have to play. Like, I get it, but you're only as good as you are with the guy behind it. The, you're only as good a team as the next man up, which is true. I'm excited, man. I really am. I am excited about this team. I think that our starters could play with anybody. I, without question, 100% believe that. I like the depth we have on offense. I think we do have incredible depth, especially in the offense line. Our second unit could start for some teams. I'm not even kidding. I think our second unit offense line could would be... A, a, I truthfully think our second unit offense line was better than what the Bengals had in the Super Bowl last year. And I mean that. I 100% mean that. I would have taken Dillard, um, Anderson, Jurgens, Opeta, um, Driscoll as a starting offensive line for the Bengals, if they had those guys start in the uh, Super Bowl, they absolutely would have stood a better shot at beating the Rams. Without any questions. I 100% I, I believe that. So I'm not in the business of trying to weaken our offensive line because you know, we think we have available assets. Like The only guy that I see there that they could say is expendable would be a guy like Opeta or Anderson. And even then... Like, I just don't want to make that position weak. And I'm telling you, if the Eagles wanted to trade Dillard, I think he would have been traded by now. I, I, there's no possible way they'd be sitting on Andre Dillard still here in the preseason. Unless some team just comes up and offers them a trade that you just simply can't refuse. But it'd be foolish for a team to do that now. It'd be like, why didn't you just do that, I don't know, back in March or April? You know what I mean? You had plenty of time to do it. Do it before the draft. This week, what happens? Eagles are back to joint practices. So they'll be, what, Wednesday and Thursday, I believe, the joint practices are. They're going to have them with the Miami. Another good team, so it should be good work. Uh, they'll play Miami Saturday at 7 o'clock. That'll be the end of the preseason. So we'll have a show on Thursday. We'll have a show on Saturday night. And then, most importantly, we're going to have a show probably Tuesday night this uh, the following week instead of Thursday simply because it'll be the release of the roster. So what we'll do is after the game on Saturday, 
we'll do our final roster projection as well. And like, and again, I'm gonna give my project uh, my projection for the roster going into the Miami game um, Thursday. See if there's any moves, and and I I have a couple in my head that I think did happen in this game. Some guys are shining at the, with the spotlight on them. That's what it is. Some people are taking their uh, their chance here and they're running with it, and other guys are absolutely not. And it is crazy. So the Eagles won today. They won a preseason game. It's nice. They did not lose this one, which was which was cool to see. They were able to win the game and hold on at the end. 21 to 20. I want everybody out there to stay safe, stay healthy, stay educated, and as always, go Eagles go. Thank you.